Everybody, it's 312, the HRP Podcast. Today we're coming to you from HRP's New York office. Folks, this is one of the most exciting places in the company to be. It's fast-growing and servicing a wide range of fascinating large-scale projects. I'll be talking to some of the staff about those projects, and I'm joined now by a few of them. Chris Sabara, Pat Montori, and Jesse Zahn. I'll have everybody introduce themselves in a moment, but let's start with Jesse, who is the regional manager here in the New York office. Jesse, can you start us off with some context for the office, size, location, services offered, that sort of thing? Sure. I'd like to start off with a key you know, geographical waypoint here. We're about 500 feet from a distillery and a microbrewery. So I always like to start off with that when we talk to uh, uh, people that interview or want to come to the office or have client meetings. You know, more importantly, you know, we're at the foot of the Adirondacks. You know, Saratoga County is one of the fastest uh, growing counties in the Northeast. We're in a, a really nice suburban environment. We have access to hiking, biking, skiing, Lake George, you know, the only class AA lake uh, in the Northeast. We're three hours from Boston, three hours from Montreal, two and a half hours from New York City, you know, a really nice spot. But, you know, we also have access to great, neat, old industrial towns, Albany, Schenectady, Troy, you know, turn of the century towns, some great exposure to some nightlife, some neat old architecture. And we also, you know, nestled within this history, we also are coupled with high-tech giants like Global Foundries, Wolf Speed, and soon Micron is going to be developing out west of us. So I like to say, you know, at the end of the day, we have a neat uh, location for four seasons of activities and all kinds of, you know, cultural and industrial distractions. You know, our office is staffed with really a great cross-section of engineers, environmental folks, hazmat professionals, you know, all kind of rounded out by our EHS professionals. You know, we really, you know, this office is a good cross-section of servicing our, our pillars, you know, engineering the environmental practice, the hazmat practice in EHS. Yeah, it's really an amazing example, this office, of offering everything that HRP has to offer can come out of here and uh, servicing a huge area of upstate New York and even beyond in some cases. And really, the classic example of punching above our weight, as uh, our CEO, Dan Titus, likes to say. But um, yeah, it's a great place and uh, an amazing location here up in Clifton Park and just in upstate New York generally. And it does seem like... HRP New York has had a, a role in making this place a really great place to be and helping to turn around upstate New York. Our work in Gloversville, New York, among other places, that we've had a role in helping breathe new life into this amazing spot. Yeah, and I guess before we get into you know our clients and, and the exciting stuff we're doing there, I wanted just to kind of expound on our culture in the office. Um, you know, we have a great group of people here and, you know, we try to keep them stimulated, you know, we work hard, play hard. One of our podcasts that talks about our history there, you know, we have, uh, 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 Chris Sabera, who's going to be speaking in a few minutes has, uh, helped support our payday barbecue. So every two weeks we have a, a barbecue, uh, using our homemade grill outdoors or using uh, a crock pot inside or something in between. Um, you'll have an annual event, usually something like camping, where we get mm, 20 or 30 people together, significant others, and all kinds of activities. We've uh, done some whitewater rafting on the uh, Sacandaga River. Um, you know, I think what I really like about the culture, which I th- really think is important, is we have strong teamwork integrated. What I mean by that is we have you know, a lot of early career professionals working with consulting veterans on a variety of projects across all disciplines. The folks that just come out of college or another job can um, get uh, exposure to 30-year professionals in all of the disciplines. So I think that's a real plus as we you know, develop folks here and help service our clients. 
And Tom, you knocked, you know, you talked about some of the exciting stuff we're doing uh, for upstate New York. You know, we have a good variety of projects and clients, a lot of demolition and cleanup, you know, industry, a lot of industry, traditional industries left New York and these municipalities and the state are left with uh, dilapidated buildings, you know, have left a stigma on the, on the landscape, depressed property values, you know, created some environmental hazards and just, you know, plain old safety hazards. So we have a really robust practice there. Um, we do a lot of compliance permitting. Um, you know, some tanks, some air emissions, you know, help some of those industries that are coming back, you know, stay in compliance with the regs, navigate a business strategy for them. And then, you know, our core practice, our remedial practice, investigation, remediation. And, you know, Pat and Chris will talk about some of those projects. You know, and all that, again, is rounded up with safety, uh, our safety program or EHS professionals. Uh, you know, we do auditing, we do plans, we do training, we help respond to uh, regulatory issues. You know, talking about our Brownfields practice, where we work uh, uh, a very exciting program in the Mohawk Valley, Troy area, as well as new work in downstate New York. And I like to say that, you know, we're helping communities convert their uh, revitalization vision into reality. It's more than the Brownfields, you know, it's more than the EPA program. It's really using lots of funding solutions, uh, some hard work, a lot of networking, bringing developers, bringing money into these towns and these cities and these villages and helping them realize your solution. You know, at the end of the day, pouring concrete, increasing jobs, opening businesses. You know, one of the exciting projects for uh, New York and the company, you know, well-supported throughout the company is the $50 million standby engineering contract with New York DEC, New York State DEC. We were just awarded that a few years ago. Um, it really allows us to flex our core muscles of investigation and remediation, coupled with some construction management. And there's really no better way to describe some of those exciting things than uh, as you introduce Pat Montori, a project manager with HRP, and Chris Sabera, a senior consultant. And let's have them talk about some of the exciting projects they're working on. Sure. Thanks, Jesse. And yeah, I go a lot of the statements Jesse had about the work environment here and, and the, the area. I definitely take full advantage of Lake George, the Adirondacks, Saratoga. It's a great, great area. Not to mention the, the brewery and distillery um, next door. Those are awesome spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to our actual work and the clients we work for, working for New York State DEC has been an awesome experience. It's a huge opportunity to, like Jesse said, flex flex our muscles when it comes to investigation and remediation. I've worked a lot on the investigation side on a lot of what we call plume track down sites where there's a contamination plume in an area. We've seen it in upstate New York, Hudson Valley, We've seen it down in New York City. We've done these track downs. There's a detection of contamination, and then DEC sends it off to us because they know that's one of the things we're good at is tracking down the source of that plume, finding the extent of it. Where Where is it a problem? That's a really fun opportunity for us to use all our tools in our toolbox from doing like a record search to looking at all the historical records to find out, okay, where were your sources of trichloroethylene or of PFAS or whatever the contaminant we're looking for is, identifying those things, coming up with a a phased uh, sampling plan approach, and then taking the data that we get out there and developing a really good conceptual site model. We've had the opportunity working with DEC to try out a lot of new investigation technologies a lot of direct sensing, um, including membrane interface probe, hydraulic conductivity direct sensing, and a lot of a lot of cool tools that we've we've used there. And then we take that data and 
we've got tools in the office too to do data visualization and come up with 3D cross sections and 3D models, groundwater flow models that tell us, you know, where the contamination is, where it's going. Yeah, we've actually found some sources of contamination, solved some problems and taken it to the next step in some cases with remediation. In that field too, we've designed excavation plans, uh, injection plans, and overseen these things too. So it's been cool to be, you know, part of all of that, being in a mid-sized firm and in this growing office, I've had the opportunity to see all phases of investigation and remediation to touch all parts of that project. I've been out there in the field with it. I've been sitting in on the meetings with the EC and the stakeholders. Chris has maybe a more specific case study with uh, his Newtown, Newtown Creek site. Yeah, thank you for the introduction to, to Newtown, Pat. Um, yeah, I'm Chris Ibarra. Um, I am a senior consultant at HRP Associates, and I primarily um, assist with data visualization, uh, data analysis, as well as developing conceptual site models to help formulate a remediation plan. Like Pat kind of led me into, uh, Newtown Creek is a major project um, that we're helping New- the New York State DEC with. Combination of surface water sampling, uh, we had it go in boats and go down to the to Newtown Creek, which is located on the border between Brooklyn and Queens, uh, and the mouth of Newtown Creek empties into the East River. So it's a very populated area, um, probably six to eight million people within a 10 square mile radius of the site. And the exciting part is I have family down in Brooklyn. They grew up working at the Brooklyn Naval Yard and have deep ties to the petroleum industry and and different uh, manufacturing industries. And so they had firsthand experience of what the sites used to look like and what they look like now. And so the motivations kind of baked into the process. Um, For me, what's been really exciting is that I had a background in in GIS, uh, graphical information systems in college, but never actually had the opportunity to use the software. Um, for Newtown Creek, uh, folks here took a leap, a leap of faith and let me try to learn GIS, and I was able to turn that into first mapping the extent of historical use, um, and then we were able to leverage that and turn it into an interactive web map where we've been developing it into a tool um, that has not only helped the DEC train other folks in their agency, um, they've used it as a way to show photos of bulkheads and, and surface features and use it as a, a training tool to show them examples of what type of contamination they could experience at sites like Newtown. Um, and then once we have that process down, we've been able to make it efficient and actually apply it to private clients and brownfields. Um, so basically developing a tool under the DEC contract where you have a lot of latitude to explore and, and kind of treat it like a scientist and then develop the business case for it and turn it into a very usable, financially um, valuable tool. Hey, John, thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us, uh, first, introduce yourself, what you do here at HRB? Sure, yeah, I'm John Gorman. Um, I work out of the New York State, the Clifton Park office, but um, I work out of Buffalo, New York. Um, And since uh, about October of last year, I've been working at the uh, 24 Spencer Street, former Rico Products DEC site, Um, sort of being the the DEC eyes and ears out there and doing contractor oversight. So what's the the site like? What's the project like? Yeah, so the the site's really cool. it's, it's an old, um, I think it was active in the 1930s. It's an old uh, industrial, um, it, it was a former mixer of oils and chemical solvents um, that 
pretty much used a lot of old rail lines and trains would come through and drop off all sorts of different chemicals um, for mixing at the plant. Um, Work started there back in the 70s in terms of remediation. Any place where you have lots of solvents and oils on site being mixed um, with poor housekeeping, you'll get spills and you'll get all sorts of different impacts. So that sort of fast-tracked it into being listed as DC Superfund site. And basically what we're out there doing and as HRP, we are trying to cap the site. So a site cap sort of acts as a barrier between tenants or anybody, people or animals that go through the site from being in contact with contaminated surface soil. So what we're doing is we're removing a foot of dirt pretty much everywhere on site and um, replacing it with recycled um, asphalt material, which sort of is a new green remediation material that um, the DEC is trying to emphasize and sort of use at multiple different sites where we need covers. So what are some of the uh, unique challenges of the site? Yeah, so the the site is incredibly challenging. First of all, it's right on the gorge. There's a huge cliff that overhangs the Genesee River. That is always a challenge when you have heavy machinery sort of working alongside giant cliffs. Um, But Really, it's all the challenges that we've been facing are more so to do with what is buried in the first foot of dirt. Um, Because basically, in order to put this recycled asphalt down, we have to remove the first foot of dirt uh, that's impacted. And um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's buried at this site. We've been seeing lots of railroad ash, railroad tracks, uh, railroad spikes, which are a very common contaminant. They're, They're commonly contaminated with different treatments like creosote. We've been running into that everywhere. And recently the project, um, we've kind of stumbled upon a former building area where it was, they actually used to have petroleum tanks in the basement. We ran into this whole area of contaminated impacted petroleum um, in the soil that we've been having to remove. So we've kind of switched gears from implementing the site cover in the recent months into hauling off this petroleum impacted dirt that we knew very little about at the time. So that has been a giant challenge from a financial standpoint in terms of what the project is currently, you know, the timeline of the project is, getting approval for hauling off all this dirt, trying to figure out on the fly what to do with the dirt. I mean, it's been, there's been a lot of aspects to it. And um, the site itself, just everywhere we dig, we seem to be finding something that we didn't know was there. So it's definitely one of the more exciting projects anytime we take a bucket of dirt out of the ground. How are things with you generally? How how are you faring these days? Oh, good, good. I mean, I, yeah. I like being out there. Um, it's only an hour drive from from Buffalo to Rochester, so my travel time, even if I was in Clifton Park, uh, got a little shorter because I'm I'm working at this project, which is super nice. Um, but for the most part, it's great. I get to you know the days are they're long. Uh, there are a lot of ten hour days in there, and um, mm-hmm. but. You know, I, it's cool. I, I like working kind of locally. I like working in Western New York, which HRP, we, we only have a handful of sites. And me being a Western New York guy, it's cool to kind of work close to home. And, um, you know, the, the whole site is just, I, I enjoy working on it because it is cool. You get to see crazy stuff that you don't know could get buried places. And, you know, it's challenging. It, it's more than just sitting and taking pictures and writing reports. It's uh, there's, there's soil sampling involved. Uh, lots of drawing and mapping going on. So uh, I'm doing good. It's, it's, it's a cool project to be on. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for holding it down out in the on the western side for us all. Uh, let us know next time you're um, out here uh, back at Cliff Deparo. Come up. Of course. Yes, I, I plan on being back very soon for, mm-hmm. for some drinks. So, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, John. Of course. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Hello, Liam. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Tell us your title, what you do here at HRP. Yeah. Um, I was recently hired as an associate consultant. Well, so you are our most recent addition to the New York office. Is that right? Yes. How long have you yep. been here? Uh, this is my third week here, um, and I'm loving it. I've already been in the field since mm-hmm. week one. Um, just love and get to know everybody and uh, sort of figure out the office dynamic and have time in the field to to learn the specifics of the job and how people operate. Now, what was your background before you came here? Are you fresh out of school? Did you do anything before this? I've been bouncing around between temporary jobs, um, sort of summer job with environmental field work, and then actually went into the finance world for a little bit. Yeah. Um, all temporary stuff, trying to find something that I could get started with a career path. And HRP fit the bill pretty well. Um, it's a, I was super excited to hear that you know, it's a great place that I can grow both myself and within a company, um, sort of mixing, mixing the best of both worlds with field time and office work and yeah, really seeing what I want to do for the future. It's great because there's such a great balance of that, the office, the field, yeah. and there's really amazing opportunities for folks to come in at like a very entry level and then go all the way to the top. That's pretty much the story of all of our senior management, senior leadership now, folks that, you know, came at an entry level and now they're in charge of the company. Yeah, I was I was really excited um, in the interview with uh, Mark and Dave talking to both of them. They kept asking me questions like, you know, you, you don't really have a, a geology background with your education, but we're hiring you for a geology position. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was awesome to hear that they were giving me an opportunity to learn kind of a whole new field yeah while also giving me that chance to show that you know i can learn these things quick enough or be able to apply some of the background that i have from environmental science it was it was really encouraging and let me kind of took the edge off the first week and you know maybe i don't really know what i'm doing but (laughs) let me uh let me jump in with that yeah oh so environmental science is that your background yeah i I graduated from from skidmore with a bachelor's in environmental science Mm -hmm. and that was skidmore does things kind of unique because it's very interdisciplinary and for their degree but I certainly learned enough to get me going here so Uh, how was the interview process for you it was pretty relaxed actually it was nice um I can't say enough about Dave during the interview because he kept things light and kept joking around and (laughs) definitely Mark was asking really good questions um really letting me both explore what I wanted to know about HRP and sort of sell myself like you always have to in an interview. Yeah. Um, and having Maureen there as well. She was, she was remote. Uh, I got to see enough people at HRP to sort of, mm. you know, get an idea of what I, what I thought and talking to Darlene on the the pre-interview process too was really nice. Cause she caught She sort of gave me a rundown of what I've, could expect from the office so to speak mm-hmm. um and just sort of a general overview that way i could you know formulate my questions about what i wanted to know more of um coming into the actual interview yeah. um, and it wasn't just based solely on you know looking at a website or 
I mean, even a podcast, like mm-hmm. I can get enough of an idea, but it's not quite the same as actually bouncing ideas back and forth Absolutely. in an interview. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I really appreciated that. That was great. Mm-hmm. And just to run through the list there, Darlene is the uh, admin in the New York office. Maureen, Maureen Stone is our head recruiter at HRP. Mark Wright, senior project manager in the New York office. And Dave Stoll is also project manager. And is he your direct report? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how do you like working with him so far? Uh, I've had pretty limited contact. Uh, oh, yeah? He was out of the office for a lot of personal issues um, mm. right right from the get-go. But everybody else jumped right in and stepped up to the plate with helping getting me going. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciated that because it was sort of a, <laughs> I was joked about a trial by fire scenario. Mm-hmm. Um but it got me exposed to everything, and now that Dave's back, it's it's fallen right into place, back to the way it was, you know, right from the get go. So, it's been really nice working with him, um, even through limited contact and and distance. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, everybody else stepped right up when yeah. he wasn't yeah. there, and now that he's back, it's it's just stepped right into it. Perfect. Um, and what was the process that got you to? get interested in HRP? How'd you hear about us? What made you want to work at HRP? Um, it was actually kind of funny. I heard about HRP through a current employee's father. Um, he had a connection at my previous job. Um, sort of threw the name out there. It was like, oh, my son works here. It's a really, he really likes it. You should, uh, you should have, you should apply, see if it's something you're interested in. Looked on the website and there was only engineering positions available. I was like, I, I have no background in engineering. There's no chance of me getting hired there. Mm -hmm. Three months later, I'm just poking around job websites, trying to find something. And I see HRP come up. It didn't register that that was already something that I was, uh, told about. So I looked around and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to throw my name out for a geology position. I'm going to try and see if somebody will give me a chance because this is the field I want to get into. Um, and then after I had my interview, it hit me that, oh, this was already recommended to me. <laughs> yeah. So I went back in and checked it out and made sure it was the same thing. So it was a, uh, it was a pretty smooth process. I was, I'd been searching for jobs for quite a while. It's been, you know, a year and a half of temp jobs, just trying to find something after graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and HRP was the company that finally gave me that chance to, to get entry into the field. Well, we're very grateful to have you. And hopefully this is the start of a beautiful career here. I'm hoping so. All right, Liam, thank you so much for talking with us today. Appreciate it. Jesse, can you uh, take us out here? I think we've got some really great stuff from everyone here. But uh, what are your kind of final thoughts? But, um, yeah, thanks for that review. You know, as you can tell, we got some pretty exciting things going on. And, you you know, I feel that, you know, Pat and Chris are examples of why I get excited about our future here at HRP and the New York office in particular. You know, they typify the consultants in our office, you know, applying their experience to provide strategies, solutions while being eager to learn more. You know, and at the, at the end of the day, you know, my attitude, it's all about cultivating the best professionals, challenging them to meet and exceed our clients' expectations. Whether it's a small hamlet in the uh, in Brownfields in the Mohawk Valley, or whether it's the state of New York helping solve some pollution or exposure issues for the public. So um, I'm just really uh, happy to have these folks with us and really excited about the future. Thank you, Tom. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for speaking with us today. 
And everybody out there, be sure to check out the Play Hard section coming up now. We have it on video for you as well. I sit down with Matt Yeager, owner and operator of Yankee Distillery, one of the great perks of working in this office. All right, see you over there, folks. Everybody, welcome to this special episode of 312, this play hard section that we're doing today featuring our New York office. And we're doing something a little different today. We're actually talking to the owner, operator, head distiller, I assume as well, of Yankee Distillers here, which is this beautiful gem in upstate New York that we are very fortunate to have just across the parking lot from our New York office. So you can imagine we're in here pretty often. So we wanted to take a chance to talk to Matt Yeager here and get to know what this place is like, uh, give you a chance to learn a little bit more about it. So maybe if you're interested in coming up this way or potentially even working at our New York office, you can see one of the highlights of being here. So Matt, can you tell us uh, about the business here, a little bit of the history and what people might expect if they come in? Uh, we opened uh, the distillery here about nine years ago um, this summer. Uh, we are a New York State farm distillery, so that means that like we're required to use a certain minimum amount of New York State raw materials and everything that we make. I use 100% New York State grain in uh, everything that goes into our whiskeys, our vodka. We also do make a rum. Obviously, we don't grow any sugar cane in New York State, but it is a product that I'm I'm able to make here too. So mm. we are a, a, a distillery that's really well known for our whiskeys our vodka, and also increasingly for that rum. Uh, we do some great cocktails here in the tasting room. For sure. And, uh, you know, have a great a great group of uh, regulars that come in here and, and, and help hold us down up there. Absolutely. Speaking of, I've got the Old Fashioned, which uh, kind of a classic staple here. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Love it. What do you got? I'm doing the Boulevardier, which is uh, another of the staples of – American whiskey cocktails for me. This is uh, my favorite rye whiskey cocktail, and uh, rye uh, for me, my rye whiskey is my my favorite whiskey that I make. And I'll, I'll usually just sip on whiskey neat, you know, because I, I I consume a fair amount of it just mm-hmm. in the course of doing my job. But when I have time to sit down and and enjoy a cocktail, usually it's the Boulevardier that I'm going for. Mm. What got you into the distilling business? Um, I assume you're a New York native. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm from. Uh, I'm from Albany, uh, you know, so just like 30 minutes north of or south of here. I had uh, previously been involved in a distillery down there when I got married and was looking around for someplace to start a family. Uh, we 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 settled on 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 this part of our state, and uh, this is like really where we like to be. And I also decided to start my next business here. So. Yeah. Uh, I really like being right where we're at, and mm-hmm. I like using the grain that come from farmers in this part of our state. Yeah, for sure. If you come in and sit down and talk with me for an hour, <laughs> yeah. the story gets a little bit a, a little bit longer. But if I'm trying mm-hmm. to abbreviate it, um, I mean, basically, it comes down to you know just like things uh, feeling right by doing what we're doing right here right now. Yeah, yeah. What are the challenges that come with um, using? pretty much everything sourced from the state of New York. How does that differ from other distilleries that might not uh, partake in the same? Well, I mean, to be honest, there's no challenges. Uh, We have, uh, in New York State, we have uh, so many hardworking New York State farmers. uh, Mm -hmm. So 
the grains that we're using, corn, rye, wheat, barley, these are not uncommon grains. So I don't have a hard time sourcing them. If I was really, really worried about setting up a like bulletproof sourcing, I, I, I would maybe consider getting grains from other states. But uh, for me, it's obviously like really a part of our brand that we do use grains from uh, New York State. And that is what we're, we're, we're really committed to. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a hard time picking up the phone and finding a farmer who has these 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 common grains corn rye wheat and barley that yeah. they're ready to sell to me and uh, that I'm ready to make whiskey from yeah it's really a statement on the uh, the abundance and variety of what goes on in upstate New York yeah you can get everything for that yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's exciting too you know I mean for uh, you know for something you can say bourbon or you can say just whiskey generally and assume that you might know what you're going to taste if somebody pours a bourbon in your glass but Mm -hmm. if you visit the other uh, distilleries that are making bourbon here even in upstate new york you'll find very 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 different things are being offered to you so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a neat thing like if you're a person that does what i usually do which is uh you know on my phone like looks up uh distilleries near me you know like you want to go and try what is local. And I am so proud when somebody comes in and I am the distillery near them and they come in and they try my product. And I mean, almost every time they leave with a bottle in their hand. Yeah, I did the first time I was in. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're coming in for the first time, what would you recommend somebody to try? For my first time in, I got the whiskey flight with a little vodka on the end. Delicious. Loved it. What would you recommend? Flight cocktails what do you think yeah so if you're coming in for the first time um and i even have some folks sitting in our tasting room right now who are in for the first time and who are enjoying the flight like like you just said that you did Mm -hmm. um and that's always a great way to you know kind of like sample the spirits one by one and to understand like really what we're trying to accomplish with with each of them but realistically, I mean, you could do worse than just sitting on the bar and uh, talking to Steve or talking to Max or talking to any of the guys that I got on the bar there mm-hmm. and uh, learning a little bit about what we're doing. We're always happy to give you a small tasting so you don't have to commit to a full flight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for me personally, like if somebody comes in, especially when I can sense some like trepidation in terms of like, trying a, a, a whiskey cocktail i say try our barrel aged old-fashioned which mm. is something that we're always going to have on the bar oh yeah good it's good stuff thanks um and you do seasonal drinks too yeah we do so uh even those drinks like the old-fashioned the manhattan mm. we'll do sometimes um like seasonal permutations of those where yeah. we'll tinker with the ingredients a little bit but sometimes uh like the whiskey sour lends itself mm-hmm. to seasonal interpretations really easily so we'll do like highly spiced versions of that cocktail for fall and winter but yeah i mean this is just basically a place to come and learn about whiskey experience great american whiskey Mm -hmm. and then also like learn something about uh cocktails and about how to make them or at the very least enjoy them with uh, friends that you'll make here in our room yeah I know the uh, among the HRP staff, the I think the cordwood and the gold rush are definitely favorites among the mist drinks. Yeah, the cordwood is the one that I had in mind 
when I was talking about the the seasonal sour, which mm-hmm. is essentially what it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, like we're here, like we don't try to create a a, a a sense of mystery around any of the things. I mean, frankly, we want people to leave here knowing something about how to make these drinks at home, yeah. although we'll always welcome you in and uh, mm-hmm. make them for you when you come in uh, for your for your meetings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this is New York State whiskey, New York State bourbon. Mm-hmm. Would you say that there's a uh, like a flavor difference in like a regional whiskey like this as opposed to the regional whiskeys in like Kentucky, Tennessee, or wherever they might be produced out of? Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, our brand is called Yankee, yeah. and so we are very obviously taking a, 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 a we have a point of view. Uh, so we are trying to position ourselves against the larger brands, which are mostly located in Kentucky and Indiana and Tennessee uh, for, for for obvious reasons because that's where a lot of the grains that are used in American whiskey are produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did uh, very intentionally create a bourbon that tastes somewhat different from uh, their less exciting uh, offerings. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much you want me to... <laughs> criticize uh, sure. uh, Southern whiskey uh, mm-hmm. in this context, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for me, we're talking about like bourbon whiskey. This is America's native spirit. This mm-hmm. is something that is uniquely American, and it should be reflective of the American spirit, like of of America and yeah. of Americans. And it should be diverse, and it should be lively, and it should be somewhat challenging and i'm not saying like challenging in the sense that it's harsh like i make an excellent smooth whiskey but yeah. it, it it moves around on the palate a lot more than your typical southern whiskey which just you know in my opinion lays down in a very mild way that is uh un-american uh <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of four-letter words that i'm i'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. very hard i to, appreciate uh, your discretion yeah. so uh <laughs> but uh yeah I make I make whiskey that I feel is very very American and I proudly put it under the name Yankee and yeah. I think that it is just as American a name to use mm-hmm. with uh with with uh with an American whiskey as any name that they would associate with them down south. So I understand that the common connotation is that American whiskey is a, a a southern creation. In fact, American whiskey was born in the north. And uh, mm-hmm. if you want to come in and talk to me about that, uh, <laughs> you can also just look up Wikipedia articles. So yeah. uh, there's that too. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for talking with us today. Really appreciate it. All right, everybody out there, thank you so much for being with us as well. If you are up here in the Clifton Park area, just north of Albany, make sure to stop in here, sample some of this amazing whiskey. And if you're thinking about taking a job, in the environmental engineering or health and safety consulting field, check out HRP too. One of the perks is you can walk over here and get a great cocktail. Matt, once again, thank you so much. Everybody out there, take it easy. See you later. Thanks, bud. Got it. <laughs>